Someone sent me a text last week that there's a very important day on the secular calendar coming up. I thought at first he was referring to the 4th of July, but while the 4th of July may be an important date in, uh, in America, Jews don't get anything for free on the 4th of July, but on the 11th of July, everybody gets something for free. On the 11th of July every year, you can go into any 7-Eleven in the country and you can get a free Slurpee. And uh, typically, if you live in the five towns and you pass by 7-Eleven, on the 11th of July, you will see every from day camp with buses of kids coming to 7-Eleven. There's slurping all over the floor. Half the machines are broken. It's overall a really great Kiddush Hashem. And uh, this year, the problem is that the 11th of July falls out on Shabbos. So someone said, no need to despair. It's all free. You don't have to pay any money. Is there any problem with maybe taking a walk on Shabbos, <laughs> taking all the youth groups from the shuls on Shabbos, going into 7-Eleven and getting your free slurpee? You don't have to pay any money for it. What would the potential Isurim be of going to 7-Eleven to claim your free slurpee? I don't know here in Wurtsboro where the closest 7-Eleven is, and uh, I don't know that we would be uh, willing to take that walk, but that's the... That was the Shaila. So I thought it was intriguing to at least uh, think about the Shaila. So I think there are five potential issues that you have to deal with when, uh, when discussing going to a 7-Eleven on Shabbos to pick up your free Slurpee. First of all, <coughs> I'm working with the Metzius of the 7-Eleven near me, near, uh, in the five towns. It could be that the, the Metzius is different in different stores. But I, I think the, the five issues are uh, opening the door sets off a chime. Uh, every time you walk in and anywhere anywhere in the 7-Eleven, you're on camera, and you can see the cameras behind the counter. They could see, could see exactly. They have different cameras in every 24-hour place. They're always worried about theft, so they always have cameras all over the place. Uh, third, using the machine, the slurping <coughs> machine itself, may be a problem. And uh, fourth, Marisa Ayin. Someone's going to see you walk into a 7-Eleven on Shabbos in your, uh, your Shabbos suit and your yarmulke, your black hat, and you're going to walk out with a, with a slurpee. It could be a Marisa Ayin issue. And fifth, just an overall Zilzal Shabbos issue. I think, so let, let's go through one by one. So setting off the door chime is a problem, obviously. If you open up the door and it sets off a chime and you know that it's a psychration, that it's going to happen every single time, so it would seem that that would be, uh, that would be a problem, even though it's not for your benefit, it's for the benefit of, uh, of the storekeeper so he could know when someone is coming in and out of the store. That would make it a psikresha de lo Normally you don't really care if it chimes or doesn't for you. And even with psikresha de lo which has a din of psikresha de lo we would only be, be matir if there's some sort of need. I don't think this would, uh, this would qualify as a, uh, as a need to get into the 7-Eleven, but that's a very easy one to get around. You could just simply wait till a guy walks into the store and walk in with him. I think it's the opening of the door that sets off the chime, not the person walking through the door that sets off the chime. So you can just wait till a guy is walking in anyway and then go in together with the guy. So the door chime is not an insurmountable problem. Moving along, the video cameras. What's the head to, to be on a video camera on Shabbos? So the truth is, uh, Postkin have shifted a little on this issue over the last couple of decades because it used to be that it's possible to walk down the street and not be caught on camera 500 times as you're walking down the street. Nowadays, there are cameras everywhere. I think they say the average person living in New York is caught on camera something like 70 times over the course of an average day. So it's really impossible to be anywhere without being caught on camera. So what, uh, what are the heterim to be caught on camera? First of all, what's the issue? So the issue is that if you're being caught on camera, so you're, putting, you're, you're making a picture of you. 
yourself. It's a, it's a violation of, uh, of Kosev, that there's a picture of yourself being drawn somewhere on someone's screen. Now, maybe only Kosev Midrabar, it's only a temporary picture, it depends how permanent the, uh, the, the footage remains, it depends on the, the system, the camera system. Many people have cameras in their homes that, uh, that erase every so often. Some people have that you can go back and, uh, and, and check for the last month already, uh, all, the, all the cameras. So uh, what, what, what are the potential Ethereum for video cameras? So one potential hatter is, certainly if it's not in your home, it's just you're walking down the street, that it's something that you're not at all interested in. You're just trying to live your life. You're just trying to walk down the street. You're not doing, you're not, you can't lock yourself in your house all day in order to avoid the uh, the So that might be one hatter, that if it's other people's cameras that you might be caught on, that that's not uh, something that you necessarily have to be concerned about. But maybe one could argue that if you know for sure that you're going into a place that, meaning each step you take in public, you don't know if you're on camera, you're not on camera, where the cameras are, but uh, if you know you're going into a store that has cameras uh, all over the place, and uh, there's no real great need to go into that store. So one could argue that uh, the psikresha delonichale hetter may not work. Another reason why it might not work is because children, who I assume would be the most likely candidates to want to go to 7-Eleven to get their free Slurpee, very much enjoy seeing themselves on television. And they could see themselves on the screen that's, uh, that's uh, above the, uh, the thing. So when they walk in, they like wave to themselves. and they. So that may not be called the psikresha delonichale. That may be considered a psikresha denichale. And that would certainly be a problem. Another potential header with the cameras is that when you walk in front of a camera, there's nothing recognizable happening. Rav Weiss points out, you're just living your life. You're just doing something, and you don't see anything anything happening. Even though there may be that there are motion sensors, there are, there are sensors all over the place that know that you're there and that are reacting in some way, but they're reacting in a way that's not at all recognizable. Let's say, Lamashal, you're in a hotel, and uh, the lights are already on. Now, the, the, if you were to sit still for like 25 minutes and not budge, not move a muscle, the lights would turn off. But as you move around, it uh, keeps the lights on because it senses that, that you're there. So if nothing discernible is happening, even though a uh, motion sensor may be picking you up, it's at least debatable that it may be, it may be motor. But over here, it's hard to argue that way. I mean, certainly that would be a hatter for, let's say, the, uh, the drop cams that they have in people's homes where there is no footage that if you don't pay extra for it there's no footage that you can go back to but the 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 kunz of it is that you can go on your iphone at any time and channel in and see what's going on in your house so in shabbos you're not going on your iphone there's no camera there's no screen anywhere that's showing you there's no footage that's actually being recorded for any for any period of time so, uh, so one could argue that there's nothing actually happening when you're uh, when you're just walking around your house, even though there may be a drop cam there. But over here, where you have an actual screen that uh, that you could see yourself on, it's hard to argue that there's nothing recognizable happening. There's something very clearly recognizably happening. You see yourself on the screen, and the Dafka set it up that way that every customer should be able to see themselves on the screen, so that they could realize that they're being watched, that they could realize that you can't get away with anything. The Dafka wants you to be able to see yourself on the screen. So that, that could be a, a, a potential serious issue with the video cameras. What about the using of the machines? So the truth is I know very little about, about how these machines work. Rabbi Rosner told me that uh, in the second month here in Kaylee, in the girls' month, they have a lot of things that they don't have in the boys' month, like uh, salad and um, uh, froyo, and, although I'm told they have froyo now in the canteen. 
don't know, is that true? Okay, I'll have to go pay a visit. And uh, that, that they, they even have a Slurpee machine. They're not allowed to call it Slurpees, I don't think, because it's not 7-Eleven, a slushy machine. And he looked into uh, how the slushy machines work. And apparently, when you uh, pull down the lever and release your slushy, the machine works harder. The machine, the, the, the electric current is uh, increased in the uh, in the machine so that that is some sort of Isra Shabbos whatever it might be is probably some sort of Isra Shabbos so uh, so the operation of the machine itself may be a problem but I was told by a nine-year-old over Shabbos that since uh, it was such a great Kiddush Hashem like we mentioned before that all the machines would break every year on July 11th from all the from camps that would come to 7-eleven that they uh, they now no longer let you use the machine yourself they now have a guy stationed at the machine to do it for you, so that they won't, so that you won't destroy all of all of the machines. Now, if that's the case, so then that would be an Amir la'akum on the pesik reishen. The halach is Rama writes in Reishon Gimel Sefei, quoting from the Trumas Adeshen, that Amir la'akum on the pesik reishen is certainly on a derabanan, which it wouldn't seem that this would be not creating any new electrical currents. If anything, it's just increasing the flow of electricity through an existing current. So it would seem that it would not be anything more than a than a derabanan. So a pesik reishen, Amir la'akum on a pesik reishen, a derabanan would for sure be mutter. Even Amir la'akum stam on a pesik reishen. The Ramah writes would be mutter. What about the issue of Maris Ha'ayin? That you go in and you come out with a Slurpee and everyone's going to see, oh my gosh, look, that guy just bought a Slurpee. <laughs> so uh, there is a Ramah that we mentioned last week, the Ramah in Pezayin Yordea, <laughs> holds that there's no Maris Ha'ayin on a Dindra Banan. Mecca Chumemkar and Shabbos is only a Dindra Banan. However, most of the Postmen disagree with that Ramah. The Shach, the Taz, and many, many other Postmen disagree with that Ramah. That's the Ramah by Chalav Shkedim, when you have almond milk, where the Ramah says that if you have it together with meat, you have to keep the almonds around <laughs> to make it very evident that it's a part of milk. But if you're having it with chicken, it's not necessary because there's no maris ha'ayin on a dindra banan. And chicken and milk is only a dindra banan. So one might argue that this is maris ha'ayin on a dindra banan. But again, most of the poskim are machmir on maris ha'ayin on a dindra banan. However, if there's a big sign in front of the store that says 7-Eleven free Slurpee Day, one could argue that that's a simon, that there's no, no violation happening. But nevertheless, people don't always see those signs. It's not always so, so clear. People just see you walking down the street a block away with a Slurpee, and they won't necessarily know that, uh, that, 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 uh, that, 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 you, uh, that you got it for free. And it would seem that that might be a violation of Amaris Ha'ayin. Rav Moshe has the tshuva we mentioned last week, where someone asked him, how are you allowed to take a ride, a ride to uh, MTJ from your apartment on Erev Shabbos after Zaman Adlatas Neros? It's really a terrible thing that you're doing. You should really stop. So Rav Moshe writes back to the person, Yashar Koach, you're such a tzaddik, you're fulfilling the great mitzvah of Ocheach Tochiach, and I appreciate that because for some reason people don't like to fulfill that mitzvah on me. There are two good reasons why people don't like to fulfill that mitzvah on Rav Moshe. First of all, he did very little wrong that people could be mochiach about. And second of all, it takes a certain kind of chutzpah to be mochiach Rav Moshe. But Rav Moshe says, Yashar Koach, you fulfill this great mitzvah. But it's really mutter. You should know that what are people going to think in the end? They're not going to think that I'm doing an issue. They're going to think that I'm taking a ride before I was in Mechabal Shabbos, after my wife had, had lit Neros, perhaps. But they're, they're, and, and that is mutter. They might think there might be a mute of people, a minority of people who think that's Asr, but they're wrong in their thinking. Maris Hayin is when I think you're doing something that is in fact Asr, it's just that you're not actually doing it. 
Over here, they know exactly what I'm doing. And if they think it's Usr, they're just wrong. It's not Usr. So over here, this would seem to fit into the Maris Ha'ayin issue because they're going to think that you purchased that Slurpee. So it's not just that they're going to think you did something that is Mutzer, but in their own heads is Usr. No, they're going to think you did something that's, uh, that's an actual <laughs> Isr. So uh, it would seem that, uh, that as a Maris Ha'ayin issue or a Chashad issue, however you want to say, maybe over here would be more of a, uh, of a Chashad, that people are going to be choshed you for going in and paying for it on, uh, on, on Shabbos, and they're going to think that, that and certainly that's us. So, uh, so it would seem that it might be a violation of the Maris Ha'ayin issue. And in terms of Zilzul Shabbos, so um, there, there are places where uh, the custom in the community is that they have restaurants that are open on Shabbos and people just don't uh, pay for it on Shabbos and they go in and they get their meal and they cheshmen it out later, they figure it all out uh, later, certainly in hotels Things work that way where, uh, where you have meals that people pay for, but uh, you go in on, on Shabbos. But it would seem that this is all dependent on the, uh, the custom of that place, whether that would be considered a Zilzul Shabbos. If that's the way people typically eat, that someone provides food, and that uh, they work out the payment in a way that it's not a violation of Schar Shabbos or Mecca Chememka or something else, they have some sort of arrangement that they work out. So if that's the minig in that community, it would probably not be a Zilzul Shabbos. But if you live in a community where that is not the, uh, the norm at all, um, and there's no special arrangement for it, um, it would seem that, uh, that this would be Zilzul Shabbos. Like if you look up in the dictionary the word Zilzul Shabbos, you see a picture of a guy with a Slurpee at 7-Eleven on, uh, on Shabbos probably. It would seem that this would be a textbook violation. So uh, there is something called Motsai Shabbos. Once Shabbos is over, until midnight, I believe it's still July 11th. So if anyone is really interested in getting their Slurpees, you can always go on Motsai Shabbos. That is, that's all I got to say.